Assalamu alaikum. My name is Fatima Saber and I'm the host of the Muslim Girl podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I post episodes every single Saturday and I would love for you to join me every week as we discuss topics that impact us as young Muslim women in the Western world. If you're an old-time listener, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your support. And without much further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, so jumping right into today's weekly segments, something that I learned this week is that when you remember Allah, like that's when your heart becomes easy. Like you feel so much peace and contentment and you just feel so good. Like you just feel amazing when you're constantly remembering Allah because then your heart's found its purpose again, right? And you're finally feeding your soul and your heart what it needs not what your nafs wants not what your self wants not what your ego wants but what you actually need and it just it feels ugh, it feels so incredible honestly like it's just it's just amazing and i think this week really hammered at home where i just you know stuff was happening and when i remembered a lot like i just felt so much better like i felt like Allah had my back like I wasn't completely alone and I'm not saying that I was alone with whatever weird stuff was going on with me this week but it was just that I know that my creator is with me and that is something that is so so powerful that none of us should ever ever lose sight of because we're not really here for ourselves right we're here because Allah put us here for a reason and we need to understand that we have to make him happy in order to be successful so that's just kind of what i learned this week and i hope that you know maybe you learned that this week too or maybe you learned that just now in which case that's great um but this weekly quote that i found i think really ties into what we're going to be talking about today which i'll get into in a second but the quote goes don't fear failure fear being in the exact same place next year as you are today I think that when you reflect on this quote, you find that failure isn't a bad thing necessarily, right? The bad thing is really not growing. I used to do mixed martial arts like years ago, and there was this one instructor who told us that failure isn't a bad thing. The only bad thing is failing because failing means you don't pick yourself back up and you don't try again and you don't, you know, go through that process and try to become better and better. Failure is just one way of learning how not to do something. Whereas failing, you're done. Like failing, it's a verb. Like you're, you're doing that and that's like all you're doing. And then you just kind of give up after that. So I just think that growth is really what we need to be focusing on and at least you took the chance right you don't want to be the kind of person who gives up on their dreams because they're terrified of what's going to happen if they fail i mean if you fail you fail okay that was written for you but would you rather not know if you would have succeeded or failed if you hadn't tried like is that really worth it is that worth the trade-off obviously there are times when like you know money is involved and that's terrifying obviously to lose money and whatever else but when it comes to growth there is always always going to be a better chance of you succeeding than of you failing 
And if you do fail, if you have a failure, at least you learn something from it. All right, so who is the Muslim that girl? You know, you hear that word thrown around a lot or that phrase thrown around a lot um, in regards to health and fitness and meditation and gratitude and like this girl who has her life figured out. But what does that look like Islamically? Like, what does she do? Who is that girl? Like that Muslim that girl. So in my mind, the Muslim black girl is a Muslim girl or woman that you want to become. She's the best version of yourself. The one who works hard on her iman and her goals and behaves modestly. Like she's that ascetic girl who reads her Quran in the morning. And she reads the seerah of the Prophet Wasallam like with a cup of coffee or tea in the morning she's the girl who doesn't chase after boys but like you know keeps her dignity and her shyness and she like has this consciousness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala she's the person that you would go to for advice and you you know you would know that you'd always have a shoulder to cry on when you're around her she's the one who looks after her health and keeps herself fit and lastly but most importantly she keeps allah's pleasure in her mind as much as she can and she keeps her tongue busy with dhikr or with the remembrance of Allah. So now that we have that kind of general idea, what are the things that she really does? Like what are the characteristics of this girl? And I've kind of compiled the most important ones or the ones that I thought we should kind of focus on. So the first one is that she prioritizes her salah. So obviously salah is fard, you have to complete it. But to prioritize it and to complete it are two entirely different things. When you're prioritizing it, it's becoming the thing that you move everything else in your schedule around. Those are the things that you absolutely cannot compromise on. Whereas when you're completing it, that might mean just slipping under the bar as, you know, the hur kind of slips away, like the hur time slips away from you. You might be reading it 10 minutes before the hur ends. That's completing salah. Whereas prioritizing salah is making sure that you're getting as many activities or tasks done as possible before your salah so that you're freeing up time to do salah and to do it well. And so the next thing is that she learns about her deen. And I think that that's so important because oftentimes we kind of get complacent you know where we're like oh i know enough and that's dangerous like that is so dangerous because once you think you know enough that's when you know you truly don't know anything like that's when you know you know nothing so when you're continuously learning about islam you're learning about your deen inshallah you're gaining closest to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through that right and gaining knowledge and seeking knowledge is really really emphasized in our islamic tradition and so the next thing is a generic thing, but I definitely think that it applies to the Muslim black girl as well. And that's to practice gratitude. Like everyone should be doing that. And it's not something that's hard, but I think that this is definitely one of the main characteristics of the Muslim black girl, where she's just always, always remembering Allah and always thanking Allah for what she has. The so next thing is that she cuts off bad habits. And I think that this is just so crucial because... When you have bad habits, they prevent you from doing good. So she's the kind of girl who's really self-aware. Like self-awareness is a big part of the Muslim, that girl and who she is. And so she's really good at cutting off those bad habits. And then like leading into that, we also have like she crafts an environment that prevents evil and encourages good. Like she wants to be surrounded by good and pure and beautiful things. And in addition to that, our next point is that she has good friends, like a part of that good environment and cutting off those bad habits and cutting off things that are going to hurt her 
Islamically. It hurt her deen, hurt her mentality. And then the next thing is really important. And I'm going to come back to it later. But I want you to keep this one in mind. She gives herself breaks. She gives herself the benefit of the doubt. She allows herself to make mistakes because mistakes are normal and it's okay to screw up every now and again. It's fine. We're human. We're not meant to be perfect. The next thing is that she gives people the benefit of the doubt. So she's not living in her own head where she's constantly focusing on, oh, you know, this person didn't hang out with me and she didn't do this or she didn't do that or this person didn't make time for me. She's not petty. She's an emotionally mature human being and she understands that people get busy. Like She's a very compassionate and empathetic kind of person. And the next thing is that she controls her temper. Oftentimes when we're angry, we say things we don't mean or we think things that are completely awful and we regret later. But she's able to deal with her anger in a way that's healthy. And so then the next thing the next point that I have for you guys is that she takes care of her health, mental, physical, and spiritual. So she's like a very holistic kind of person. Like she views life through this holistic lens and understands that all three things have to be good in order for the whole to be good, right? Because you can't have a body that's whole if a part of it is aching, right? Like if you want to look at the other three kinds of health is kind of symbolized by the body, even though that tends to represent your physical health. Anyhow, if, say, your arm is hurting, but you're expecting the rest of your body to be fine, you're expecting the body as a whole to be good, that's not reasonable, right? Because something is hurting. So the body isn't going to work as well together as it would otherwise. And the last point, and the most important point, is that she always turns back to Allah after sinning. Even when she's not sinning, like she's always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like she's keeping her intentions right. So now that we know who she is and what does she do, let's get into how to become the Muslim girl. Alright, so now that we know who the Muslim black girl is, how do we become her? Like, What are the things that we can do to become this best version of ourselves so i'm going to go through this point by point in the order that i discovered that i discussed all the other traits of the muslim girl so the first thing when it comes to prioritizing salah you should try to plan to have all of the tasks that you want to get done done by the time that salah rolls around like or at least completing a task so you're not leaving salah in the middle of a task and then worrying about it and you're like oh my gosh i have to go finish this after salah you don't want that Like sometimes prioritizing salah looks like you're making sure you have a clear mind so that you can focus in salah. Like that's what completing at least some of the activities that you need to get done before salah can help with. So you're not just anxious about the things that you have to get done. Instead, you can just focus on being present, right? On really having that deep conversation with that creator and establishing that connection, reminding yourself, this is why I'm here. Like my desires and everything else those are the small things like Allah is really what I need to be focusing on so the next thing when it comes to learning about deen this is really really personal so this can look like reading Quran with a translation or listening to Quran 
tafsir, to reading a book about the seerah, about, you know, the Prophet ﷺ, to attending classes at the local musalla or the local mosque. It's so personal and specific to who you are. So find something that you enjoy and that you like. Like, one, one, what one person likes isn't going to be what works for another person. Like, we're created different, and we don't have to try to follow what everyone else is doing. Of course, it's good to get inspiration, but don't expect yourself to love everything that someone else is doing just because they're enjoying it. So you need to find ways to personalize your acts of worship. And I think this world is hard enough without you making the path to those good deeds that you want to do harder. So find a way for you to enjoy it. You know, like maybe that for you is like listening to podcasts while you're baking or while you're knitting or whatever. You know, like just find a way so that you can enjoy it and so you're satisfied and you feel like you're accomplishing something, but you're making it enjoyable for yourself. And so the next thing is practicing gratitude. And this one's really, really straightforward. Like you don't have to spend some huge amount of time on gratitude. You don't have to spend like half an hour in the morning just think about all the things you're grateful for. It can literally be as simple as Alhamdulillah, three times in the morning and in the night. Obviously, you want to do more than that, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. And there's no reason for you to make things harder for yourself than they need to be, right? Like just saying Alhamdulillah over and over and over, over the course of the day. Or like if something happened, you know, Alhamdulillah, you know, this worst thing didn't happen. Like just keeping yourself reminded of the things that you're grateful for. You don't have to like be super, super crazy with it. It's not meant to be hard. This is meant to be like literally as simple as you can make it. It's not meant to be something that's difficult. All right, so the next thing is to cut off bad habits. And this one is crucial. Like you can make good harder for yourself when you're doing bad deeds because the road to sin is so much easier. You already have the habit established. Like why wouldn't you go down that path? So it's like adding water to a cup that has poison in it. Like you're diluting the poison, but there's still poison in the cup. And enough of it will kill you, right? That sounds really harsh, but just to give you guys the picture, yeah, good deeds, small good deeds add up a lot, but little good, but little bad deeds do as well. And so you want to be really, really careful. You want to try to make the path to bad habits, to sin, really hard. So this can be something like asking your friends and family for help, for like asking them to monitor you, you know, hey, how are you doing with this? Oh, you know, this is something that you can do to replace your bad habit with, you know? Or even like donating money every time you do that bad habit. So something that's going to pinch, that's going to make you want to do that habit less, okay? And so the next thing that that Muslim girl does is to craft an environment that prevents evil and spreads good. So how you can do that is that you can really put away, you know, get rid of or block the things that are preventing you from getting closer to Allah. And I do think that this one's really, really, really crucial. It ties into the last one, obviously. But you want to make sure that the road to good is easy. And so this can be something like making your thespie easily accessible. Like putting your foot on where you see it every day. And making an easy list of athkar or dhikr to say in the morning and or at night like it's really the small things to build up those good habits right and this really does help you set up a good baseline like you want to have something that's consistent you want to make an environment that's really really good for yourself you know so you just want to make sure that you're making the road to good easy and the road to bad 
hard. Okay, that's one of the really key takeaways. I want you guys, if you're taking notes, write that piece of information down because making the road to good easy opens up other doors of good and other doors of baraka for you. Whereas if you make the door to evil easy, it makes the doors to other evils and other sins so much easier. And then that's just a slippery slope where you just keep going and keep going. Okay, so you really, really, really want to be careful of the environment that you're in. All right, and so the Muslim girl also has good friends. So you're asking yourself, okay, well, Fatima, what are you talking about? Like, how am I supposed to have good friends? How am I supposed to find good friends? Like, what are you talking about? You know, because sometimes it's hard, 100%. Like, I totally get it. It can be really, really hard to find friends who have the same values as you or who enjoy the same things as you, you know, things like that. So when it comes to making good friends, you really end up hanging out with people who are kind of like a distorted reflection of you. Like they're similar enough to you that you guys vibe, but you want to be careful of what your vibe is. If you want to call it a vibe or like if you want to call it morals, whatever, they're going to be similar to you in that aspect, right? For the most part. So the top priority should be what your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, right? That's, that's a no-brainer, right? But when it comes to friends, what is the kind of person that you are? What's the kind of friend that you would want to have? And then try to become that person. And I kind of cover how to, you know, bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be and how to build good habits in my episode called how to get your life together before 2023 if you guys want to listen to that in more detail that is there for you so please go check it out i think it's an excellent resource that you can use and so yeah that's really the main thing like just make a lot of dua like that's the next thing when it comes to making good friends like ask Allah for the friendships that you want so and to be surrounded by the people that Allah loves like you want to be in an environment and in a group of friends that also love Allah and that Allah loves right then you're getting closer to Allah by being around these people and that's really really important it's very similar to the creating a good environment for yourself right because once you're around people that Allah loves you're going to start picking things up from them right and those people that love Allah you're you're gonna pick those things up from them too like those good habits things like that you know there's this instance of where mashallah one of my friends whenever she goes to the washroom for whatever reason she just makes wudu right and so I was really struck by that and I was like okay I should start trying to do that too so that was something that I learned from one of my friends you know she knows who she is (laughs) Um, mashallah so I'm really glad that I learned that from her right like be around people that uplift you and that love Allah and that have good morals and make dua for that like that's not something that you should be like oh no there's no way I'm gonna get that don't do that to yourself okay ask Allah for the friendships that you want so the next thing is that that Muslim girl gives herself breaks and I've said this many times and I will say it again (laughs) Growth is not linear. It never has been. It never will be. It's not linear right now. Like You and I, we're going to fall and tumble and do somersaults and go through all the crazy things that this roller coaster called life is, right? And that's okay. Like We're meant to struggle. This life isn't meant to be easy. If it was easy, that would be Jannah, right? 
This life isn't meant to be easy. We're meant to screw up and we're meant to turn back to Allah. Like we need to understand that we as human beings aren't perfect and we're not meant to be. And we will screw up. So please, give yourself a break. It's okay. As long as you turn back to Allah, inshallah, everything will be fine. And so next thing is that that Muslim girl gives people the benefit of the doubt. And the reason why I put this on this list is because it can be so exhausting just getting angry at people or being upset at people for not being the way that you want them to be. So like they're not making enough time for you or they're just, you know, you don't like what's going on. It's exhausting and it's no, there's no benefit to that. Like why would you spend your time and your energy and your mental capacity like fretting over these little things fretting is a really old-fashioned word but that's really what it is like instead you should be trying to find excuses like when you're upset with this person you know like that's within our islamic tradition make 77 excuses for your brother or say that you know maybe and if you can't come up with one say you know maybe allah knows what his reason is or something along those lines right i'm paraphrasing here but like make up an excuse for them you know or maybe this came up or they got busy or you know this friend asked them to go out first if they're going out and you know you ask them but they're already going out you know like make excuses for them because that's easier than thinking badly about them because that's going to hurt your relationship ultimately at the end of the day with that person right and life's too short i think to be (laughs) angry at people all the time it's just not worth it So the next thing that that Muslim girl does is that she's able to control her temper. And this is a big one for sure because getting angry is easy, but it's also exhausting when you're angry all the time. Like it just takes up so much space and it takes away from your productivity and it really takes away from your ability to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala well, right? Like we're human, we're going to get angry, that's fine. But the point is that we need to be able to deal with it in a healthy way so if you're angry like this i want you to say something that's going to get rid of the shaitan so you know bismillah billah, like, you know something allah but whatever it is you know just to get rid of shaitan you don't want him around then what you're going to do is you're going to change your position if you're sitting if you're standing you're going to sit if you're sitting you're going to lay down and if you're laying down you're going to stand up okay And then if that doesn't work, you know, go drink a cup of water, walk around a little bit, and then tie in the excuses aspect of the Muslim girl, of that Muslim girl in here too. You know, like make excuses for the person that you're angry for. Like at least then you're like, okay, you know, maybe this is going through their heads. Then you're getting out of your own head and you're seeing, okay, maybe it was a little bit unreasonable here. And then you can go apologize and make things right as you see fit, right? Like it's hard, I know, 100% it's difficult for us to swallow our pride and to be the one to say sorry first. But you know, there's barakah in that and it shows that, you know, inshallah, you have the strength to admit that you're wrong, okay? And we need to be able to humble ourselves and to really acknowledge that we've made mistakes and that's okay, we're not meant to be perfect, right? So making excuses for people really does just help you become more compassionate to that person's situation, how they might be feeling, and prevents you from mulling over what just happened, right? And there's a reason why they have this quote, seek first to understand, then be understood, right? We need to make sure that we're giving other people the level of compassion that we would want to have. 
All right. So the next thing that that Muslim girl does is that she takes care of her mental, spiritual, and physical health. And how we can do that is to write down your goals for your health in three different columns, okay? In like a chart. Then you're going to write down where you think you are right now. And you're going to need to be honest here, okay? Because you need to be able to write yourself an accurate roadmap from where you are right now. So once you establish what you want to do and where you are, then you're going to write up what things you're going to do to start getting to your goal, okay? So start small. That's really, really crucial here. Start small and be consistent. If you go big, it's going to be so much harder to do that. So this is going to be simple as like, you know, if you want to do like all three uh, mental, spiritual, and physical health, if you want an example for all three of like, things you can do. Like, this can be as simple as reading one ayat of Quran a day, doing five jumping jacks, and saying Alhamdulillah three times. Okay? And, you know, maybe you're doing like a wordle or whatever, but like, it doesn't have to be something difficult. It can be like tiny baby steps that you take. If you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I highly recommend to anyone and everyone, um, you know that the small habits are the ones that make the biggest impact and the biggest difference. All right, and the last thing that that Muslim girl does is that she always turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after sinning. And this is the most important, okay? You need to make sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your priority and that you're not losing faith in his mercy. You know, he put one hundredth parts like one out of the hundred parts of his mercy here on earth and kept the rest for himself. Okay, he kept 99% of it for himself. What makes you think that he won't forgive you? Allah loves to forgive. And I know sometimes it's so hard to forgive yourself. Like you think you've done this awful thing and you don't know how Allah's going to forgive you because this guilt is just eating you up from the inside. Like this shame that you could violate this kind of pact that you have with Allah to not sin and you've just done this awful thing you need to pull yourself out of that mentality because we have to remember that Allah is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim like it's his names discuss the extent of his mercy he wants to forgive you okay I'm tearing up a little bit right now but you know, it's only because like Allah loves to forgive. And he loves the people that turn back to him after they've sinned. I've heard that, you know, Allah would create people that sin if there were people on this earth say that, you know, didn't sin whatsoever. But he would create people that would sin just so he could hear their repentance and forgive them. What makes you think he's not going to forgive you? Don't limit yourself like that. Don't limit Allah's mercy like that. Because then you're placing limits on Allah, right? And you can't do that. So just always make sure that you have hope in Allah's mercy. Okay? I want you to take that and I want you to remember that. I want you to write that down. Whatever you need to do, make sure you remember it. Because it's crucial.